Good afternoon and hello from downtown Tyler. Once again, this is Bill Allen coming to you from the West Irwin Church of Christ. If you're watching live, it's Thursday afternoon at three o'clock central time. And I'm glad that you're with me, even if you're not watching live, if you're watching a a later version of this, which uh, you can see on my uh, Facebook page or you can see on our westirwin.com uh, live stream page under the archives. Uh, scroll over that uh, tab at the top that says connect. You'll find the live stream and go, click on that and then you can go to the uh, view archives uh, as you scroll down there and you can have all kinds of different uh, uh, opportunities to watch and listen. My friends Eric and Cindy Mosley, hello to you as well. They are joining us this afternoon. So faithful and encouraging. I always give a Get a smile when I think of you and a warm place in our heart. Glad to have you and all of the others that will be watching either live or later. Uh, You can uh, certainly join in on Facebook as well on our Facebook Live and West Irwin uh, Church of Christ Facebook pages. You can see those that will post this after I'm finished. I share it there as well. So you can run, but you cannot hide. I will find you somehow or another. And uh, during these Facebook lessons on Tuesdays, we're looking at devotional book, a daily devotional book by Oswald Chambers, My Utmost for His Highest. On Thursdays today, we're looking at a book on the Psalms by Timothy Keller, along with his wife, Kathy, uh, The Songs of Jesus, looking at the Psalms from the perspective of it being the song and prayer book of the first century Jews, including uh, Jesus of Nazareth which is a nice little take on that. The good thing about this I love is that we'll read through all of the Psalms, 150 chapters of the book of Psalms on uh, throughout this year. And uh, so that'll be, a, that'll be a good thing. There are some long ones in there. Psalm 119 is the longest chapter in the Bible. I think that's 176 verses or so. I haven't looked ahead to see how many days it takes us to work through the devotionals on uh, Psalm 119 in Keller's book, but I can tell you that the theme of that book, of that chapter, is God's Word, and it's a wonderful, wonderful chapter. I love preaching on it. I love reading it uh, because it is such an important reminder to us. Uh, Today, however, we're in one of the kind of shorter chapters. Really, most of the chapters are about the same uh, length as, uh, same size as this one, and it's Psalm 46. And I can tell you that this is a very very wonderful psalm. It's a special psalm to me because I use some of the psalm, some of this psalm, in most every uh, funeral service that I write and that I share, and it's because of the first part of the way this psalm uh, starts out. and uh, And so we're going to take it in two uh, spots. We'll uh, uh, break it up in two based on the psalm itself. The first part is verses one through seven and each of these uh we'll just call them verses of a song the first verse is verses one through seven or and the second verse is verses eight through eleven or you could say uh the first verse is one through six and then the chorus and the second verse is eight through ten and then the chorus because verses seven and eleven are exactly the same in this psalm psalm 46 it's a great psalm the very first words are such a great encouragement. It's one of these, one of those things you should have marked in your Bible or marked in your heart uh, because of how this psalm begins. And it begins this way. God is our refuge and strength, an ever-present help in 
trouble. What a great, great statement. And then the next verse feeds off of that. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea. Though its waters roar and foam and the mountains quake with their surging, there is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy place where the Most High dwells. God is within her. She will not fall. God will help her at break of day. Nations are in uproar. Kingdoms fall. He lifts his voice. The earth melts. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our stronghold. That's the chorus, that last uh, uh, verse, and what a great one it is. But the, the, the psalm begins in such a magnificent way. God is our refuge and strength and ever-present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam and the mountains quake with their surging. Do you feel like that's your life these days? Sometimes I feel like that's mine. Um, with the mountains falling into the sea, with the earth quaking, um, with the waters uh, in the storm uh, roaring and foaming, and uh, and you think, wow, this is this is too much. It's just it's just too much. And then the psalmist reminds us, God is our refuge and strength and ever-present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear. I think fear is an emotion. I'm not convinced that we don't ever fear or doubt. I think it's okay to do those at times. If you're doing those a lot, then that's troubling. But I think it's only natural as a human being to be afraid sometimes. I think it's only natural as a human being who lives by faith, not by sight, as 2 Corinthians 5 says, uh, to go through times of doubt. Uh, but if those times uh, do not take hold, then I think, I think that's okay. I think of Thomas. We talked about him Sunday morning in our Bible class. Uh, the one that wasn't there when Jesus appeared to the apostles without Judas Iscariot, who had already hanged himself. But when Jesus appeared, Thomas wasn't there. And he said, unless I can put my fingers in the nail holes and thrust my hand into his side where that spear went, I'm just not going to believe. I can't go there again. I I, I, I left everything out there and I got burned when I saw him killed on that cross and I can't do that again. And the other apostles said, but we've seen him. The women have seen him. There's, it's real. It's real. And so he got, earned the name Doubting Thomas because of that one episode. Poor guy. Uh, but when Jesus appears again, Jesus affirms him and he doesn't strike him dead with a lightning bolt. But rather he says, look, here are my hands. Stick your finger in the holes if you want. Uh, put your hand through my side if you want. Do whatever it's going to take so that you'll believe, so that you'll know that, uh, that I'm here and that I'm real. I think sometimes we're right there with doubting Thomas. We wonder too, and Jesus takes us by the hand, I think, and assures us and helps us. And the psalmist in this case takes us by the hand and reminds us God is our refuge and strength, an ever-present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear. You know, it's just another one of those indications that the Bible never claims that we're not going to have trouble. Jesus himself said in that very familiar verse, I think a powerful passage for us in 21st century America today, uh, in John 16, uh, verse 33, uh, when he says, I've told you these things so that in me you might have peace. In the world you'll have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. John 16, 33. 
not only does Jesus not promise that we will not have trouble, he assures us that we will. In fact, very much of the time when he's sharing with his apostles there in those uh, few chapters of John in the upper room, uh, it's, it's to assure them that they're going to suffer, they're going to have trouble, but he will be with them always. And when his physical presence is no longer here, he will send the Comforter, the Holy Spirit, to continue that presence so that we will not be left as orphans. It's a great, great statement in those chapters, in chapters 13, uh, through his prayer in John 17. So important. Uh, the psalmist um, is kind of the prequel to that. God is our, is our help in times of trouble. He's our refuge. He's our strength. And so we don't have to be afraid. You know, we have so many movies today about the end of the world or <laughs> a disaster movies. Twister is one of our favorites, and it's on a lot because it's an older one with Helen Hunt. It's a great, great show, and we enjoy um, we enjoy watching that. You know, they used to have the Towering Inferno and the Poseidon Adventure and all of these disaster movies, and uh, Joyce and I were watching, I think it was White House Down the other day, or actually last night with Jamie Foxx, who does a great, great job in that movie as the president. Uh, it, you know, those are, those are movies that capture us because of the threats that, are, that that movie portrays and the action that's in them, of course. Uh, and a little spoiler alert, the good guys win, just in case you were wondering. But, uh, but you know, it, it didn't used to be like that, but it's that way now. And, uh, and I think there's plenty of that in real life where we don't have to borrow it from the movies. And the psalmist understood that. He experienced times when he felt like the earth was giving way, when he felt like the mountains were falling into the heart of the sea and the seawaters were roaring and foaming and the mountains were quaking because of that surge. But then he speaks of a different kind of, of river. There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy place where the Most High dwells. God is within her. She will not fall. God will help her at break of day. That's that, that river of life that we find in the Garden of Eden. That's that river of life that we read about at the end of the Bible in Revelation in the throne, uh, in the, in the throne room of God in that heavenly Jerusalem. And so the psalmist says in verse 6, Nations are in uproar, kingdoms fall, he lifts his voice, the earth melts. And we, we feel that today, don't we? With all of the political upheaval, all of the polarization that's taking place in our country, sometimes even in our own families or churches, and certainly throughout the world, and yet nations are in uproar, kingdoms fall, God lifts his voice, and the earth melts. There's a wonderful Twyla Paris song that we'll mention today, and that's the song, God is in Control. And the chorus goes like this, God is in control. We believe that his children will not be forsaken. God is in control. We will choose to remember and never be shaken. There is no power above or beside us, beside him. We know God is in control. Control, And that's what the psalmist affirms, and he does it with the words of the chorus to the song. That is Psalm 46, verse 7. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our stronghold. No matter how vulnerable we might feel, God is in control. 
God is our strength and our refuge and our ever-present help uh, in times of trouble. And so the psalm goes on starting in verse 8. Come and see what the Lord has done, the desolations he has brought on the earth. He makes war cease to the ends of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the shields with fire. Be still and know that I am God, verse 10 assures. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. And then the song, the song ends with the chorus, verse 11. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Just an incredible statement, starting with those wonderful words. God is our ever-present help in trouble, our refuge and our strength. Therefore, we will not fear. And so this psalm assures us that difficult times are going to come, but also calls us to be reminded, come and see what the Lord has done. The Lord, God, is in control as Twyla Paris has written and sings. Uh, he makes the war cease. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear and burns the shields with fire. Those are the weapons of the day. Today, what, what would he be talking about? Uh, jet airplanes, bombers, um, uh, nuclear warheads, uh, whatever it is that uh, we use in wartime, God shatters them all. He burns them all with fire. And he makes the war cease. Scripture at times uh, talks about beating the swords into plowshares, moving from a time of war to a time of peace. And, and that's what ultimately will happen, but it's not happened yet. And so we realize that there are storms and that, that it seems like some days the mountains are falling into the sea and quaking because of the surging of the sea, because of its its uh, uh, waves and foam. And we think of Peter when he had out, gone out to Jesus walking on the water and Peter took a few steps himself, but then got caught up in the waves and the sea and the storm and the wind and began uh, to uh, go down and cried out, Lord, save. Well, that's what we do too. We, we cry out, Lord, save me. Um, uh, love lifted me. That great song comes from that particular story in Simon Peter's life. But this song is is the, the one that captures that as well. Um, and a great statement in verse 10, be still and know that I am God. He doesn't take away the storms. He doesn't take away the, the, the earthquakes. He doesn't take away the wars, he doesn't take away the threats and the fears, but he says, um, be still and know that I am God. God is in control. Um, the Kellers write, nothing is truly solid, trustworthy, and lasting but God, nor can anything thwart him. No matter how bleak the prospects seem or how overwhelming the opposition, the city of God, the heavenly community and reality cannot be harmed. But can own, but can only triumph, and that's what we have to keep reminding ourselves when we're in the midst of the storm. If you're in the midst of the storm today, I hope that you will read this psalm throughout the day. Um, God is our refuge and strength and ever-present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear. Uh, that call that says, "Be still and know that I 
am God. That's the word of the Lord. And it comes to us when we're at our darkest time. It comes to us when things are the most bleak. It comes to us when the war is raging around us. Just as Jesus said, I've told you these things so that you might have peace. In the world, you'll have trouble. And we want to say, wait a minute, Lord, how can we have peace if you're saying we're going to have trouble? But that's the thing about the spiritual peace, the ultimate peace that Jesus brings. The external circumstances, the what's going on around us doesn't affect that sense of peace and contentment because of our faith and trust in God. Be still and know that I am God, even in the midst of the storms, even in the midst of the wars, even in the midst of all the political upheaval, nations are in uproar, kingdoms fall, but he lifts his voice and the earth melts. Be still and know that I am God, the Lord says. Uh, God is our refuge and our strength. He is an ever-present help in times of trouble. Therefore, we will not fear. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Be still and know, he says, that I am God. Let's close with prayer. Father, we confess that uh, we're afraid sometimes. We confess that just like Simon Peter, our eyes are taken off of you and and go to the storm around us and we feel the wind and we hear the thunder and we see the lightning and the waves and the earthquakes and the surging of the rivers and the political upheaval all around us. And yet, Father, help us to remember that you, God, are our refuge and our strength. You, God, are our ever-present help in times of trouble. Uh, you, God, are our stronghold. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our stronghold. And so, Father, in the midst of all of those times, help us to hear the words of this psalmist whose life was also in upheaval, reminding himself and today reminding us of your words. Be still and know that I am God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I hope and pray that you will have a wonderful weekend, and I look forward to seeing you again on Sunday. God bless.